Hello and welcome to the Kangaroo English podcast. My name is Christian and today is Thursday, the best day of the week. <laughs> um, I'm going to start today's podcast by telling another little story because today's podcast is all about culture. And so I'm going to tell a story about my, my recent trip to London uh, I was I was in a taxi, and suddenly I realized that I wasn't wearing a mask. Um, now, it, it's kind of a little bit shocking, but um, wearing a mask is is not obligatory in in a lot of places in in England. Uh, it's basically only obligatory on public transport and in and in certain shops, um, and so. Uh, I had left the hotel, my, my mind was thinking about other things, and suddenly I realized I'm sitting in the back of a taxi in the, in the middle of London with no mask on, and, and I just felt, um, I, I, f I felt terrible because I kind of consider wearing a mask not only as protection for myself, but also as a sign of respect for, for other people. So I, I leaned forward and I said to the taxi driver, um, "Listen, <laughs> this is really this is really embarrassing, but you know I've just realised that I'm sitting in your taxi without a mask. I'm I'm really sorry." And he said to me, "Listen, don't worry." And he, he actually had uh, some spare masks in his cab, and he gave me one to put on. That's that is that is a typical example of London. One one minute you're trying to cross the street and uh, you know a bus driver is is calling you all of the names under the sun, <laughs> wishing that you're dead, and the next minute a lovely taxi driver is giving you a free a free face mask. Um, but anyway, after that we started talking and we started chatting about uh, about you know life, back of the taxi kind of things, and. I noticed that, that he had an accent, and I had guessed that it was an Austrian accent, but I was wrong. It was a, it was a German accent, um, and you know it was very clearly a German accent. And so I asked him. I said, "How long have you been living in 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 England for?" And he said, "I've been living here since 1966." <laughs> That's a long time, 1966. Um, and that it, th this 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 reminds me of something that I'm always talking about, right? Um, well, a number of things. You know, even though he's been immersed in 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 Britain for uh, sixty years, he still has an accent, right? He still has an accent. He's not losing his accent, okay? And you know. He's just an example of why why you shouldn't be wasting your time trying to lose your accent. You should only be focused on on improving your pronunciation so that you can be understood where you're using your 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 language. So even though he had a German accent, his English was perfectly understandable, of course because he's been living in the country for so many years as a taxi driver, right? As, as, a, as a worker that requires clear, intelligible speech. 
But that that's not actually the point of this story. The point of the story is then he told me that his wife is Scottish and that they've been living together for, for 30 years. And then we started talking about how long it took him to actually learn English, how long it took him. And he said that he's still learning every day, which I loved, right? I loved it. And then he said, he said, you know, the hardest part for me was the English humor. He said, it took me five years before I could start to understand English jokes. <laughs> five years. All right, imagine that. Um, you know, think about, think about the reality of that, that real human experience compared to, you know, all of these fake promises of getting fluent in, in three months or, you know, using your app for five minutes a day, you're going you're gonna to un- be fluent. Well, no. Well, no. It's, it's much more realistic that you're going to move to a country and it's going to take you five years before you can even understand a joke. <laughs> and and that's, that's why knowing the truth is so important because then when you have been living in the country for six months or even one year and you don't understand the humor, you don't feel stupid. You don't feel like a failure because you know that it's going to take a really, really, really long time. But anyway, the point of the story is actually about cultural differences, right? Um, because obviously, you know, German humor and, and, and British humor are, maybe have some similarities, but in a lot of ways, they're very different. And that's just one example of a cultural difference. And I want to talk about another one. So I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about this. A straw, right? A straw. So the plastic, the plastic thing that you use to, to, to drink, to drink a Coca-Cola a straw. How many holes does it have? Does it have zero holes or one hole or two holes or more? Think about it for a minute. Okay, so what about a donut? How many holes does a donut have? Does it have zero holes or, or one or two or more? And then what about an elastic band? How many holes does an elastic band have? Now, the the questions might seem a little bit strange, but what you'll find is that people from different cultures have different answers to those questions. And when I say culture, I'm not talking about people from different countries. I'm talking about the way that different people view the world, right? If you ask a mathematician how many holes a donut has, well, they'll tell you zero, because donuts are actually, you know, a continuous surface. Um, and then if you ask them how many holes a straw has, well, it could be different to maybe if you ask a philosopher or uh, a school teacher or even a child. A child might tell you that a straw only has a hole in it if it doesn't work and the Coca-Cola comes out the side and it doesn't work properly, you know. Um our our view of the world, our perspective is, is always affected by our culture. And 
we have different ways of, of, of viewing things. Um, if I ask you how many holes are in a bowl, you probably say zero. If it's a, if it's a, a normal bowl that works, you probably say there's no holes in it. But if I take you into the forest and I ask you to dig a hole, well, it's basically the same shape as a, as a bowl, right? So one we consider a hole and one not. That's just a question of, of culture. So, again, and, and I talked about this in a, in a previous podcast, learning, learning about the target culture of where you're going to be using your, 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 your English is really important because it changes the way that you express yourself and the way that you see things. And these ways of looking at the world and these non-verbal accents are everywhere and they're very real. So in, in 2003, there was a study from, um, from Harvard University and it talked about non-verbal accents. And it, it was a really clever study. So they had... They had photographs of people from Japan, and then they had photographs of Japanese Americans. So they were people who physically looked Japanese, right? but they were born and raised in America. And they had photographs of, of both of these, these groups of people. And the photographs showed them making different facial expressions, smiling, frowning, laughing, crying, and also with a neutral face, so not with any facial expression. And then they showed these two sets of photographs to volunteers and asked them to guess the nationality. And they were able to predict the nationality of the people, whether they were Japanese born in Japan or whether they were Japanese Americans, only by looking at their facial expressions. Their facial expressions had little accents. The way that they moved the corners of their mouth when they smiled. The way that they changed their eyebrow position when they were frowning. All of those things were actually part of the culture. And we learn to see them and to know whether they are, let's say, a local accent or a foreign accent which again is something really fascinating. And if you want to become fluent in verbal and nonverbal communication, you know, being part of the culture, learning about the culture, again, is really important. So my message, my message for you today is, um, is again, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, <laughs> And it's very boring, but um, learning about and having respect for your target culture is, is super important. Um, and I'm going to tell you one, one final story right before, before we go. Um, and, and again, this is another example of culture. So in, here, in, here in Spain, where I live, if you go into a clothes shop, then you may or may not get a hello, right? 
you, they may, the owner of the shop may or may not acknowledge you in some way. Um, if it's a small shop, if it's a big shop, like let's say Zara or H&M, then nobody will say anything to you. You go in and you buy your clothes and you leave. In Australia, it's a little bit different. <laughs> I, I remember last time I was in Australia, I walked into a, a clothes shop and it was, a, it was like a chain, you know, uh, like an Australian chain of, of clothes shops. And I walked in and the, the assistant, she came up to me and she said, hi, how are you? Have you had a busy day today? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was so shocked, like, because I haven't lived in Australia for so long. I haven't lived in Australia for 20 years and it was such a shock for a complete stranger to ask me if I'd had a busy day. I was, I, I, I thought, excuse me, like, <laughs> do I know you? Um, <laughs> and and that, that cultural shock um, happened to me, let's say in my own country, right? In the country of my birth, because I've, I've learned to adapt to, to a different culture, to a different way of, of operating. Um, but, and, and for me, even now, it, it's still, when I go to visit, I still find it strange when people ask me in a shop if I've been busy or if I'm having a nice day or, you know, what did you, what did you do this morning? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange, um, but necessary to adapt, adapt or die. I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class. It's time to stop studying.